Hello, I'm Ron Bernthal, and the program is Borders. In eastern Ohio, where the Ohio River separates Ohio from West Virginia, the area around East Liverpool used to be known as the pottery capital of America. When an English potter named James Bennett established the first single kiln pottery on the bank of the river in 1839, he inadvertently began a century of ceramic production in the East Liverpool area that would grow to include 200 companies and employ thousands of workers, utilizing the abundance of water and excellent clay as well as coal and natural gas to light the kilns. When I was a child in the 1950s, I would often travel with my father to East Liverpool, where he visited several potteries that sold him white ceramic tableware products, which would be shipped to New York for decorating. We stayed at the best place in town, called the Traveler's Hotel, where the dining room was a noisy and busy place, filled with visiting businessmen and ceramic company executives. Today, however, the Traveler's is closed, and only three pottery companies remain. Overseas competition killed East Liverpool's largest industry, where the huge kilns used to supply most of the ceramic dinnerware for America's kitchen and restaurant tables. Although few reminders of the boom times are evident in town, the Museum of Ceramics, located in the former 1909 Limestone and Granite Post Office, provides a fascinating look at the thousands of products manufactured by the companies that once ruled the town. Sarah Webster Vadre is the museum's director. In terms of what you will find, we basically feature the ceramics heritage and history of things made within a half an hour drive of East Liverpool. It boils down to that. It's East Liverpool and its surrounding little towns, which collectively are the pottery capital of the country. So if people want to know, do you have any Wellsville China here? Yes, we do. Or Sterling or Harker or Goodwin or Taylor Smith and Taylor, Knowles Taylor and Knowles, Vaudry and Brother, you name it. And if it was made within a half an hour drive of here, we do probably have it. In addition to a visual history of the ceramic products made here, Ms. Vaudry says that there are other historic artifacts as well. Visitors to the Museum of Ceramics are often startled to find that not only do we have about 4,000 objects on display that are ceramic or porcelain. We also have dozens of, of um, paintings from the Roosevelt era that were part of the Treasury Relief Artist Project. We have one of 71 post office murals here in our state of Ohio. We have some wonderful old artifacts, including a two-person potter's wheel from the 1850s. So we have artifacts and ceramics, and we have the nation's largest public display of what's called lotus ware. It won awards in 1893 in the Chicago Exposition. You name it, and we probably have something to interest everybody, even if you think, oh, dusty old plates, who needs it? But I I can almost guarantee that you give me a topic and I'll figure out a way to make it relevant to something we have in the building, because I think we have something for everybody and every American can stand a little taller once you come and see what what people made in this area and are still making. It's it's just a treasure trove, and the building itself is a 1909 post office of the Beaux-Arts style, which we share with Grand Central Station and the Paris Opera House and a number of other significant architectural treasures. So the, the building is, is a treasure chest filled with wonderful things.
the story of East Liverpool's industrial decline is being played out all over America, of course, and few towns manage to come back economically after losing their historic industry. But several months ago, the American Mug and Stein Company, one of the few remaining potteries in town, started manufacturing mugs that are on sale in Starbucks stores across the country. Leading American Mug, which was about to go out of business to hire several dozen local residents to help with the orders. Many of East Liverpool's 11,000 residents work at the casino property across the street in West Virginia, while others have to commute to Pittsburgh about an hour away. While no one here believes that the potteries will come back like they were, they are hopeful that other U.S. companies will see the benefits of keeping manufacturing in America and follow the Starbucks lead to the banks of the Ohio River. Borders is produced at WJFF, an NPR affiliate station in Jeffersonville, New York. I'm Ron Bernthal, and this is listener-supported, hydro-powered public radio.